Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, time to talk to our good friend, Brandon Vogel from uh, counterread.com as he joins us now on 1620 The Zone. Good Wednesday morning, my friend. Good morning. Hey, let's. Uh, we've been talking a lot of basketball uh, last night, both with Nebraska and Creighton one on the same night. Pretty important victories. They're in a good spot. Uh, I think we're five, six weeks away from uh, Selection Sunday. The vibe on Fred Hoiberg right now is what? I think it's I think it's strong. Um, they can really use honestly, like they need one big road win. I think, yep. and and if you get that, and you kind of hold serve with the way they have done at home, five and zero at home. I think one of three Big Ten teams that are undefeated in conference play on their their home court. Um, all of a sudden, then you you you're looking at a team that's probably, you know, solidifying its spot in the, the NCAA tournament at, at that point, uh, which, which feels far from a given yet because um, they're also winless on the road in conference play. So it's still – the team to me is, is a little bit of, you know, really good when it gets to play downhill, uh, tends to, to find, way to lose, find ways to lose when it, when it has to play uphill. And that's, that kind of leaves you in the middle. It looks a lot better than, than past Weiberg seasons. But if you, if you really get for, – for the people who are really, really into basketball and really dig into kind of the teeth of it, um, I think there's, there's more similarities here than the records might suggest right now. Yeah, and Brandon, I think everybody would agree as far as it goes with the road victory to where you feel like, all right, now you've kind of solidified what the season has been. Gary asked this question earlier in the show about – or it just brought it up that it doesn't seem like even at 15 and five, which is, as we've talked about the best start since the 90, 91 season, which was a damn good team. This one doesn't seem to feel maybe as special is in your opinion. Does it take on a different feel? If you do say maybe crack a, a you know, a road game against a, an Illinois or Maryland or, or maybe even down the road where you string a couple of road games together and you maintain success at home, then does it take on a different feel of, all right, this went from, Fifteen and five to, damn. This is this is actually you, you can start to see this happening. This is starting to feel a little bit more special. I, I think it would, um, and you know, <laughs> we kind of we've kind of known that's that's where Nebraska sits, and you know, two of those road losses were were not just road losses; they, yeah. they were tough ones where yeah. you lost double digit second half second half leads, which which adds to this. Um, so for, for Nebraska to what it, do what it's done over these past two games against Northwestern and Ohio State, teams that are pretty close in terms of record um, and, and in terms of ranking, I guess, in the case of Northwestern, they were pretty similar to, to Nebraska. Like, they, these weren't they, – they had to go out and win those home games, and, and they did. Um, they, they did it, you know, in a, in a couple of different ways. They, they shot really well last night from, from three in particular – 
but got nearly 57 minutes, I think, off the bench with, with Tominaga having sort of a, a down night. So last night was, was pretty impressive, and you, you pair those two together, pretty impressive. So go out and get one of these yeah. on, on the road, and, and you know, depending on where it falls in the schedule, you put together a little bit of a, of a run here um, with mixing in some, some home games. And I, I do think you would see uh, a lifting of the, the trepidation, I guess, mm-hmm. that's kind of inherent to, to following Nebraska yeah. basketball. So part of that bench production last night was Sam Hoiberg, who had seven, but he makes a lot of heady plays when they, he seems to always be in the right place at the right time. Do you think if, rewinding to last year, if Bandamil and Gary don't get hurt, are we even talking about Sam Hoiberg? <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a really good question, made all the more fascinating by his, his relationship to, to the head coach. <laughs> and, you know, it was, it was so easy, like, seeing Sam play alongside his, his brother, um, at, at Pius, like, you know, it, it becomes easy to, it, it's easy to be skeptical, I guess, coming in. You're like, yeah, this coach's son, you know, mm-hmm. uh, really good basketball player in, in the, the grand scheme of things, but is he a big 10 basketball player? I, I don't think I had that expectation coming in. And it wasn't until last year that you're like, oh, wait a second. He, he is. It doesn't look like he should be, but, but, but he is. Um, so what he's been able to add, and, and last night was kind of, I think, the the perfect example um, of just he he does he works he works really really hard, and I think he has to. Um, but it's it's been productive for the majority of the times that we've seen him since since he kind of got his shot last year. So, do we see that if if injuries don't clear the way for him? kind of a fascinating question because you know the other side of that if there's skepticism coming in it's a little bit of a different dynamic too just for for fred knowing that hey this is this is my son you know um so we don't see that often at at the college level uh so it's been kind of fun and and interesting to to watch that unfold yeah and and with the success that you know nebraska again has had this year compared to previous years under fred hoiberg sam's one of those great stories too we've been spending a lot of time on cj wilcher this time last year, yeah. Brandon, I'm curious, where were you on C.J. Wilcher, and, and how big of a stunner is it that you still see him on the even on the roster today? I, I was pretty surprised last offseason because he was a player coming in that seemed like a good fit for, for the Hoiberg kind of system and, and seemed like a guy who, who had a, a lot of good basketball ahead of him. And, and after last year, it just kind of felt like, yeah, maybe, Brandon. Um, oh. Oh. Okay. Sorry, you got me? Oh, yeah, yeah you're, you're cutting in and out a bit. Now we got you. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, you know, I, I, I felt like maybe that window had closed after last year. It wouldn't have surprised me at all to see him enter the portal. Mm. Um, and it would have been one of those stories where you had a guy who seems seems kind of custom-made for this, um, but it just didn't work out. Now, I think you've seen he's he's kind of a specific part in the machine and i think nebraska has completed uh has has upgraded its parts around him that's allowed him to to really kind of flourish in the role he was he was probably always best in 
Brandon Vogel from counterread.com uh, joining us. All right, let's shift to football real quick. So uh, Nebraska is not done adding to the roster of uh, the 24 team, and we might not be able to say that, stop saying that until August 1 when they get ready for camp. Um, but Keona Wilhite was on campus. By by all means, it went well, like most visits did when they talked to websites. But does it change your opinion? One, that here's a guy that Washington fell in love with because we're in love with Kellen DeBoer's eye for talent. And then also, does it ramp it up with a position of need that you have to win a battle against two other Big Ten teams in UCLA, Michigan State, and possibly Texas? It, it definitely, it definitely ramps it up from that regard. And you know, <laughs> I, I wrote kind of a, a you know trend report on Big Ten teams two weeks ago, and and you know, I had Washington trending down when Kalen DeBoer was was still the head coach, just because of, of the amount they had to replace. But now, you know, kind of waiting on what what happens in Michigan, and after seeing what happens with the roster at Alabama, Michigan's is different. Um, but yeah, you have to wonder about that if, if Harbaugh departs for departs for the NFL. So everything is is so much in flux right now in terms of Nebraska adding a player of that caliber. Um, it does mean something to me that the Washington staff, which we know where Kalen DeBoer came from, like part of well, I think the surprise in Alabama for some people, or the skepticism, and also the surprise outside of that, that he made that move, is that he jumped to a place that he, he hasn't been. Um, now, he hadn't been on the West Coast either until he took the, the Fresno State job. Mm-hmm. But he, he's got kind of a classic, I think, Midwestern ethos. Um, I think he would be a great fit at almost any Big Ten school. So the type of players they identify and, and land and, and choose to develop carries a little bit more weight for me than it does just be like, Hey, this guy was, was, you know, a four, a high four star coming out of high school and it, it didn't work out at Ole Miss or, or wherever. So it, it does have a little bit extra. And between the transfer portal and, and Nebraska finalizing the 24 class, in your opinion, anything that they have left on the table at this point, as we get so close to the, the final signing period? Um, I, I don't think that, Signing period will well. Signing period won't won't have anything to do with it. The one I still I still kind of look at is you know what are you going to do at quarterback post spring? Like yeah. Rule said what he said. We know that that Ryola is is their planned future there. Um, but you've got three scholarship quarterbacks. Is that is that and that's assuming you don't lose uh, say a Harburg post spring, depending sure. on, on how, how things go there. So I think that's the big spot for me when we look at this long term from basically like now until the end of summer. Everything else I, I felt like they did a pretty good job. In fact, probably a really good job of of addressing. They can they can be selective shoppers right now and, and we'll see what happens in the spring, but based on what happened in this this first winter transfer window for them, I, I think it would be really surprising if, if we saw a lot of high-impact defections after Nebraska gets through its spring practices. Yeah, that'll be uh, – May will be kind of interesting around all of college football yeah. because you don't think Alabama looked to be retooling? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, 
Absolutely, and it's it's a bizarre thing of just the calendar now. Of yeah. like, that's going to be their first chance to do it. They've got to kind of limp into Kalen DeBoer's first spring spring practices for a little bit, uh, for you know, to a degree, and they'll be. I'm, I'm assuming they'll be heavy buyers, and and they'll. Uh, They'll they'll sway quite a few people. So the the narrative now is, boy, Alabama's been decimated, and it absolutely has. But they kind of hadn't had a chance other than what it can do in the portal on its own with basically Washington guys to to respond to that. Yep, yep. Uh, something will have to change one of these days. As always, we appreciate it, Brandon. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. That's uh, Brandon Vogel from uh, Counterread.com. Him and Aaron Sorensen. Uh, Subsack subscription a couple times a week. Uh, great in-depth. You love two fantastic writers. I highly recommend a subscription at uh, counterread.com. All right, Keona Wilhite. Uh, I don't think he's in a hurry to make a decision. Nebraska will have an in-home. Uh, Nebraska only had one uh, defensive lineman, uh, Ashton Murphy from Elkhorn South. So they need, even though they have a lot of bodies right now mm-hmm. on the defensive line, they need to replenish that. And you don't get pass rushers that are as talented as he is. So we'll watch that. I don't have a good read on this, so I'm not. I'm not sure. I, I think Michigan State is in a good spot, but we'll see who Rule takes with him on a home visit. All right, uh, great show, everybody. That was fun. Uh, we'll do it again tomorrow. How about that? Uh, we'll be in at six. Connor Happer is in next for the crossover. Uh, for Jimmy, for Nick, I'm Gary. We will. Uh, we will. Act, I will actually talk to you on Monday. Uh, these guys will be in uh, tomorrow to uh, continue the Jay Haters uh-huh. conversation. Oh, we're going to stoke it. Uh, may have a special guest to explain a little bit about uh, the College Baseball Hall of Fame. He's confirmed. 8 right. o'clock. Uh, Kyle Peterson will be on tomorrow on 1620 The Zone. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.